Welcome back. This is Adventist Angels Watch on Radio. Your number one Christian radio. Revelation chapter 1 verses 3. It concerns reading. Blessed is he that readeth and they that hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written therein. For the time is at hand. But the end of things is at hand. Be ye therefore of sound mind and be sober unto prayer. In God's word is found wisdom and an unquestionable, inexpressible wisdom that originated not in the finite but in the infinite mind. That's Manis for the Church, Volume 6, page 132. There is nothing more, there is nothing more calculated to strengthen the intellect than the study of the scriptures. No other book is so potent to elevate the thoughts, to give vigor to the faculties as the broad and opening truths of the Bible. If God's word were studied as it should be, men should have a prejudice of mind, an spirit of character, and a stability of purpose that is rarely seen in these times we are living. Steps to Christ, page 113. The mind occupied by commonplace matters only becomes dwarfed and enfeebled. If never taxed to comprehend grand and far-reaching truths, it after a time loses the power of growth. As a means of intellectual training, the Bible is more effective than any other book or other books combined. Education, page 124. The special effort of ministers and of workers all through our ranks for this time should be to turn away the attention of the youth from all exciting stories to the sure word of prophecy. The attention of every soul striving for eternal life should center in the Bible. Testimonies for the Church, Volume 5, page 519. If you should read with the one object in view to improve the mind, one should read only as much as the mind could comprehend and digest, and should patiently persevere in such a course of reading. Good results could be accomplished. Testimonies for the Church, Volume 3, page 465. Chasing through books superficially clogs the mind and causes you to become a mental dyspeptic. dyspeptic. Testimonies for the Church, Volume 3, page 465. Those who have indulged the habit of racing through exciting stories are crippling their mental strength and disqualifying themselves for vigorous thoughts and research. There are men and women now in the decline of life who have never recovered from the effects of intemperate reading, nor is the fiscal effect less disastrous. The nervous system is unnecessarily taxed by this passion for reading. In some cases, youth and even those of mature age have been afflicted with paralysis from no other cause than excess in reading. The mind was kept under constant excitement until the delicate machinery of the brain became so weakened that it could not act, and the paralysis was the result. Christian Education, page 186 and 187. Intemperate habits of reading exert a pernicious influence upon the brain, as surely as does intemperancy in eating and drinking. Christian Education, Page 188. There are men of our youth whom God has endowed with superior capabilities, 
he has given them the very best of talents, but their powers have been innovated, their minds confused and enfeebled. And for years, they have made no growth in grace and in the knowledge of reasons of our faith, because they have gratified a test for story reading. They have as much difficulty to control the appetite for such superficial reading as the drunkard has to control his appetite for intoxicating drinks. There are many of our youth whom God has endowed with superior capabilities. He has given them the very best of talents, but their powers have been innovated, their minds confused and enfeebled. And for years, they have made no growth in grace and in the knowledge of the reasons of our faith. Because they have gratified a test for story reading, they have as much difficulty to control the appetite for such superficial reading as the drunkard has to control his appetite for intox intoxicating drink. This might today be connected with our publishing houses and be efficient workers to keep books, prepare a copy for press, or to read proof, but their talents have been perverted until they are mental dyspeptics and consequently are unfitted for a responsible position anywhere. The imagination is deceased. They live an unreal life. They are unfitted for the practical duties of life. And that which is most sad and discouraging is they have lost or relish for soul reading. Testimonies for the Church, Volume 5, page 518. One of the greatest reasons why you have so little disposition to draw nearer to God by prayer is you have unfitted yourself for this sacred work by reading fascinating stories, which have excited the imagination and aroused unholy passions. Testimonies for the Church, Volume 1, page 504. You are indulging in evil which threatens to destroy your spirituality. It will eclipse all the beauty and the interest of the sacred pages. It is love of, for storybooks, tales, and other reading which does not have an influence for good upon the mind that is in any way dedicated to the service of God. It produces a false and earth excitement, fevers the imagination, and feeds the mind for usefulness and disqualifies it for any spiritual exercise. The oftener and the more diligent you, per you peruse the scriptures, the more beautiful will you, uh, beautiful will they appear, and the less relish will you have for right reading. Testimonies for the Church, Volume 1, page 241 and page 242. I am troubled to see in Christian families, periodicals and newspapers containing continued stories that leave no impress of good upon the mind. I have watched those who test for fiction have been thus caravated. They have had the privilege of listening to the truths of God's word, of becoming acquainted with the reasons of our faith, but they have grown to mature years destitute of true piety. The mind is feasted upon sensational stories. They live in an unreal world and are unfitted for the practical duties of life. I've observed children around to come up in this way. Whether at home or abroad, they are either restless or dreamy and are unable to converse 
save upon the most common praise subjects, the opera faculties. Those adapted to higher pursuits have been degraded to the contemplation of trivial or worse than trivial subjects until their possession has become satisfied with such topics and the scarcity has power to reach anything higher. Christian Education, page 185 and 186. The young are in great danger today. Great evil results from their light reading. Much time is lost which should be spent in useful employment. Some could even deprive themselves of sleep to finish some ridiculous love story. The world is flooded with novels of every description. Some are not of as dangerous as a character as others. Some are immoral, low, and vulgar. Others are clothed with small refinement, but all are pernicious in their influence. Oh, that the youth could reflect upon the influence which which exciting stories have upon the mind. Can you, after such reading, words of life with interest, do you not find the book of God uninteresting? The charm of that love story is upon the mind, destroying this earth tone and making it impossible for you to fix your mind upon the important solemn truths which concern your eternal interest and destiny. You are seen against your parents in devoting to such a poor purpose, the time which belongs to them, and you are seen against God in thus using the time which should be spent in devotion to Him. Testimonies for the Church, Volume 2, page 236. Avoid reading, seeing things which will suggest impure thoughts, cultivate the moral and intellectual powers. Let not these noble powers become enfeebled and perverted by much reading or even storybooks. I know of strong minds that have been unparalleled and partially benumbed or paralyzed by intemperate in reading. Testimonies for the Church, Volume 2, page 410. Many of the youth are eager for books. They read everything they can obtain. Exciting love stories and imbue pictures have a corrupting influence. Novels are eagerly perused by many, and as a result, the imagination becomes defiled. Testimonies for the Church, Volume 2, page 410. Music. Sing unto the Lord or the earth. She forth from day to day is salvation. First Chronicles chapter 16, verses 23. Evasion chapter 5, verses 19. Speaking to yourself in psalms and hymnals and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. God is glorified by songs of praise from a pure heart filled with love and devotion to Him. Testimonies for the Church, Volume 1, page 509. Music should have beauty, pathos, and power. Let the voices be lifted in songs of praise and devotion. Call to your aid, if practical, instrumental music, and let the glorious harmony ascend to God, an acceptable offering. Gospel Workers, page 325. Music was made to serve a holy purpose, to lift the thoughts to that which is pure, noble, and elevating, and to awaken in the soul devotion and gratitude to God. What a contrast between the ancient custom and the uses to which music is now too often devoted. How many employ this gift to exert self instead of using it to glorify God? A love for music leads the unwary to unite with world lovers in the pleasure gathering where God has forbidden his children to go. 
Thus, which is a great blessing when rightly used, becomes one of the most successful agencies by which Satan allows the mind from beauty and from the contemplation of eternal things. Music forms a part of God's worship in courts above, and we should endeavor in our songs to praise and to approach as nearly as possible to the harmony of the heaven requires. The proper training of the voices is an important feature in education and should not be neglected. Singing as a part of religious service is as much as an act of worship as is prayer. Christian Education, page 62 and 63. Lastly, music is often perverted to serve purposes of evil and thus becomes one of the most alluring agencies of temptation. But rightly employed, it is a precious gift of God designed to uplift the thoughts to high and noble themes, to inspire and elevate the soul. Education, page 167. Pray more than you sing. Pray more than you sing. Testimonies for the Church, Volume 1, page 513. Angels are hovering around yonder, dwelling. The young are there assembled. There is, there is the sound of vocal and instrumental music. Christians are gathered there, but what is that you hear? It is a song, a frivolous ditty, fit for the dance hall. Behold, the pure angels gathered there, light closer around them and darkness enveloped those in the dwelling the angels are moving from the scene sadness is upon their countenances behold they are weeping when turned to good account music is a blessing but it's often one one of satan's most attractive agencies to ensnare souls when abused it leads the unconverted to pride vanity and authority when allowed to take the place of devotion and prayer it is terrible cast Testimonies for the Church, Volume 1, page 506. Satan has put vile songs in your mouth, and this you have sung, making your lips utter his praise. Special testimonies. Matters, instead of seeking to give your daughters a musical education, instruct them in these useful branches which have the closest connection with life and earth. Testimonies for the Church, Volume 2, 538. No one who has an enduring savior will dishonor him before others by producing strains from the musical instruments which call the mind from God and heaven to light and thriving things. Testimonies for the Church, Volume 1, page 510. This is Adventist Angels Watchman Radio. Find us on YouTube, Facebook, and on Twitter. Share this message wider than ever. The end is near. Are you ready? Jesus is coming. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready.